It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And getting it on with me, Graham, VK4BB this week. WIA Director Stephen Green, VK2TSG. WIA Past Director Bob, VK6POP. WIA Editor-in-Chief of AR Magazine, Australia's Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. WIA Deputy Yota Coordinator, Alec, VK2APC. And as I said, yours truly, VK4BB Graham, anchoring the best 30-minute news you'll get all week. Now, thinking outside the box, interstate and OS memberships now available. Yes, a new membership tier available from Reese to all outside of VK7. Those listening outside the state of Tasmania and would like to join as a Reese member, this is now available to you at a discounted rate. For a full list of membership benefits you receive as a member or to join, check out the REAST membership portal. The link is shown in the wia.org.au news edition this week. Outside the box too. Another club who thought outside the box is that VK2 club who organised the inventor of Echolink to speak to them and others via a Zoom meeting. With the follow-up story, VK2FA. On Thursday the 14th of September, the Hunter Radio Group had an incredible lecture via Zoom from Jonathan Taylor, K1RFD, from Connecticut in the USA. This was a massive effort on Jonathan's part because of the time difference. His local time was 4am. Jonathan is the guy who developed the very popular amateur radio program, Echolink. I would give Jonathan 10 out of 10 for a fantastic job. The meeting had nearly 50 people from all over the globe check in and listen to the talk, including the United Kingdom and the USA. Link for the lecture will be on the Amateur Radio New South Wales website in the near future. I'm Graham, VK2FA for the Hunter Radio Group and WIA National News. Now, a special call you must try and work. Victor India 4 Alpha Charlie Romeo Oscar VI4 Acro. And with more, Bernie VK4KX. For many years, I've had a relatively rare medical condition known as acromegaly. And on the 1st of November each year is Acromegaly Awareness Day. So this year, I decided to do my part to increase awareness of this condition by having a special event call sign, VI4ACRO. I only know of one other amateur with this condition, VK4XR, and Eric has kindly volunteered to be an operator on my roster. So if you or any other amateur you know has been affected by acromegaly and would like to participate in raising awareness for this condition, please contact me, as I would like more operators on the roster in November. To find out more about this special event activation, or to know more about Acromegaly, you can look up VI4Acro on QRZ.com, or use your favourite search engine to search Acromegaly. Next in our lineup on stage today for WIA National News is Stephen Green, VK2TSG. Then, as usual, lots more to appear, and I'd like to thank all who kept their input to 60 to 90 seconds, which leaves us much more room to bring official WIA news from official WIA volunteers to each and every one. But don't despair if it runs over, because my cutting room floor is full of cute stuff I have to cut out of the audio to bring us back to dough, uh, to time. Ham Radio News. Nobody does it better. We are VK1 WIA. 
This is WIA Director Stephen Green, VK2TSG. Last week, WIA Director Lee Moyle, VK3GK, advised us that the ACMA held their Assessor Information Session for all current AMC assessors. This session was attended by 108 people and was designed to inform assessors the current status of the planning and implementation of the new assessor program and many of the finer details enabling a smooth transition from AMC to the ACMA Assessor Network for conducting amateur exam sessions Australia-wide. It's quite a mouthful of an acronyms there. The new assessment system will be fairly similar to that which was in place when the WIA undertook the amateur examinations. The WIA encourages all of the assessors who were accredited at that time to reapply to become an assessor under the proposed scheme. There will be two levels of assessors and these will be detailed in the coming months by the ACMA. In other news, the WIA Bundaberg Convention will be held in May 2024 during the Queensland's Labor Day long weekend. There will be commercial displays, surplus equipment disposals, talks on digital communications, a connection with the ISS or International Space Station, plus a tour of Bundaberg rum facilities. It's sure to be a weekend not to be missed. At this month's board, the meeting were joined by Daniel Vandenberg, the president of NZART. The WIA and NZART have always been very close and continue to be so. Daniel has been invited to attend the WIA AGM and convention in Bundaberg in May next year, and he has invited our President Scott, VK3KJ, to attend the NZART convention in Christchurch in 2024. This has been Stephen Green, VK2TSG, for the VK1 WIA National News. Dudes, this is Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Last Monday, the files for issue number 5 of AR Magazine for this year were uploaded to the printer's server in Bairnsdale, Victoria. The theme for this soon-to-arrive issue, as foreshadowed on page 3 of last issue, is When All Else Fails. There are occasions, still, where amateur radio can assist a community when emergencies land. No doubt some of you have heard about the tragic wildfire disaster last month on the Hawaiian island of Maui, where the township of Lahaina was wiped out. The local amateur radio emergency services, the branch of the AWRL, responded quickly, coordinating with state and local officials during the response and recovery effort, supplanting lost cell phone and other telecoms infrastructure. The theme for this issue had its roots in an article that was drawn to my attention when published mid-year in a local industry magazine. It was about how local amateurs had helped the authorities respond to the disastrous impacts of Cyclone Gabrielle that scoured a major region in mid-February. I chased down the author, who was very forthcoming in enabling me to bring the story to Amateur Radio magazine. He gave me a version with material additional to what had already been published. And that's not all we have on the subject. This issue's theme of When All Else Fails runs to 15 pages. Just wait until your issue arrives. Meanwhile, Tasmanian amateurs are still celebrating the centenary of organised amateur radio in their state. The featured article this issue is about how women made their mark across the years. So many landmarks and achievements. I was astonished to read it. Now it's your turn. For those of you that succumb to the smell of solder flux, you'll be glad to know that 
Lou DiStefano, the K3AQZ, continues providing the goods about his rig for the road, homebrew 3-band 100-watt HF transceiver. Should you be the lucky owner of an Icon IC7300, you may have suffered the misfortune of the real-time clock's battery going dead. Well, Peter Forbes, VK3QI, has the solution, described in short words and big pictures in his article on using a supercapacitor as battery backup for the ICOM IC7300. The dead RTC solution seems simple enough. Hoik out the tiny now-dead battery and wire in a fat capacitor of a few farads. That's right, farads. Now, pay attention. We have been, well, me anyway, banging on all year about reaching 90 years of continuous, uninterrupted publication of Amateur Radio magazine. To mark this milestone, on air, the WIA board obtained a special event call sign VK90AR, with which to get on the bands and make some noise. The call sign is for use by any member of the WIA, as well as any affiliated club. Getting to use VK90AR is a simple process. Apply on the WIA website online event calendar, where you can book a roster to suit yourself. If you already know where that is, go straight there. Otherwise, look up the news item featured prominently on the WIA website homepage. And another thing, well, one last thing today. With this issue, we have introduced something new. Quite new for AR Mag. It's a regular column called Listening In. For a moment, that might seem like a reprise of the long-term column known as Spotlight on SWLing, authored by Robin Harwood, VK7RH, now silent key, unfortunately. Listening in will, naturally, cover shortwave listening, and more besides. Yep, we intend to have coverage of the hobby of scanning, generally related to listening to what's on air across the spectrum from 30 megs on up through VHF and further. Introducing listening in was prompted by three readers who made contact offering some suggestions. Consider it done. Amateur Radio Magazine, Volume 91, Issue Number 5 for 2023. More guts, less gab. Serving Australian radio amateur dudes for 90 years. Available in print and online. Always published to a schedule, never random. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Somewhere in the Atlantic, in the latest chapter surrounding controversial salvage operations at the wreck site of the Titanic, the US government is challenging a company's plans to recover the doomed ocean liner's wireless telegraph. The salvage company, RMS Titanic Inc., had announced its plan to visit the wreck site May 2024 to recover items including the radio telegraph used to send the distress call in 1912. Attorneys for the US government claim the expedition would violate a pact with Great Britain that classifies the wreckage as a memorial. RMST, which had been granted salvage rights earlier by the court, told Associated Press recently, the company will continue its work respectfully preserving the memory and legacy of Titanic passengers and crew for future generations. 
The company plans to put the radio in an exhibit that tells the story of the lost liner. In May 2020, the court gave RMST permission to recover the radio because of its historical significance. But the US government challenged the plans for the expedition that year. The expedition was then called off. To news from Region 1, the August edition of the IARU Monitoring System newsletter has been published. In this, they highlight the very frequent reception of burst systems acting as jammers transmitting using unknown modes. According to the newsletter, the QRM is mostly observed in the 20, 17, 12 and 10 metre bands. It appears to be in the spectrum segments typically used for FT8, FT4 and other amateur digital modes. In the UK, the RSGB board has chosen four strategic priorities for the society to focus on until the 2024 AGM. These are the growth of amateur radio, membership of the RSGB, spectrum and licensing, ensuring the continued financial stability of the society. These priorities will set the framework for the RSGB's activities over the coming months and both HQ staff and volunteers across the range of RSGB teams will be involved in planning how best to implement these four priorities. Artificial intelligence is now responsible for full-time radio programming on Antenna Deutschland, which calls the format Absolute Radio. Absolute, spelt without an E for those interested in Googling her, the DAB Plus multiplex channel in north-central Germany is using Radio.Cloud, which the broadcaster has already been using in its online streaming version. The AI is capable of providing on-air voice, as well as scheduling the necessary breaks and other elements. The broadcaster's managing director told the RadioWorld.com website that they're hoping to eventually find a nationwide market for the AI programming. To news from Region 2, the Digital Library of Amateur Radio and Communications, DLARC, has now over 90,000 items in its collection of amateur radio-related resources. This free online library is hosted by the Internet Archive. For those interested in amateur radio and shortwave listening, they'll find resources including magazines, club newsletters, podcasts, radio manuals, and early ham radio-related Usenet conversations. For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We are VK1 WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. First, some super early advice for a reminder of our WIA Ross Hale Memorial Contest. Running on VHF and above for the month of January, you nominate the best seven-day or two-day period per category. For more information, visit the contest page at wia.org.au. The 2023 CQ Worldwide Ridgey DX Contest has clunked to life this weekend, September 23-24, and in 23-59-59 hours UTC Sunday with activity on our heritage bands, that is 80, 40, 20, 15, and 10 metres. The exchange is an RSQ report and your CQ zone. Oceania Dex Contest Phone The first four weekends in October each year 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. CW Second four weekends in October from 0600 hours UTC Saturday 
2600 hours UTC Sunday. DX window. Often I make mention of DX stations working satellite QA100. And I have been asked, why as we in VK can't access it? Well, this WIA news service is read, heard and viewed around the world, not just here in VK. It is understandable that many of we amateur radio operators are disappointed that they cannot experience the fun of using QA100. Although the footprint charts that have been published show that it is not possible, there have been reports about the successful QO100 expedition in Indonesia. In particular, YC1HVZ-P successfully operated through the QO100 narrowband transponder from OI42DE at negative 1.2 degrees elevation. ITU HQ 4U1ITU. As part of WRC 23 preparation, delegates are on air as 4U1ITU in their spare time on the HF bands. QSL via operator's instructions. And finally, don't forget, during November, to listen for and work VI4ACRO. As Graham and Bernie mentioned at the start of this, September edition of WIA National News. Now as I leave you this week, it's a CW net with a difference. Mark VK6QI dashes in with that story. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. If you happen to listen to the right part of the 80 metre band, on a Tuesday evening you might hear something that sounds like this. The CQQRS net has been running every single Tuesday for the last two years and has been unbelievably popular. There are usually half a dozen, a dozen and a couple of times up to 18 stations, popping in and out when they can over the four or five hours. The aim is to encourage new CW operators to have a go at slow CW in a safe and really friendly environment where slow speed and lots of mistakes are par for the course. It's all about having a go, starting with a basic call sign and RST exchange, then over time getting better and better. We'd love to have you join in. The net starts at 0900 Zulu every Tuesday on 80 metres between 3540 and 3570 kHz. For more information and to receive our weekly CQQRS RAGCHU newsletter, Contact me, Mark, VK2KI and VK6QI via the email address on qrz.com or you'll find my email address in the text version of this segment on the WIA website. Too much switch mode power supply hash on 80 metres? This might be the incentive to do something about it. With a cheap noise canceller costing less than $100, 80 metres could be easier than you think. Cheers from Mark, VK2KI and VK6QI. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's national news service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide special interest group news, astronomy. 
It took 15 years and the efforts of three authors on two continents to complete the project. But the fruits of their labour likely would have brought a smile to Australian radio astronomer Joe Pawsey. His biography has been published. W.M. Goss, Claire Hooker and Ronald D. Eckers collaborated on the book Joe Pawsey and the Founding of Australian Radio Astronomy. On Wednesday, the 27th of September, scientists at the National Radio Astronomy Observatory in New Mexico are preparing to celebrate the co-author's achievement. The story tracks the researchers' earlier studies following the Second World War when Joe Pawsey was at the helm of Australia's first radio astronomy research group. He is credited with inspiring the creation of the Radio Astronomy Group of the Radiophysics Laboratory at Australia's National Science Agency in Sydney. The book launch, like the book itself, has also spanned great distances. In July, the Pawsey Supercomputing Research Centre in Perth hosted the event in his native Australia, a nation whose profile he helped elevate in the world of science. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. The Mars Oxygen In-Situ Resource Utilisation Experiment, or MOXIE, on NASA's Perseverance rover, has successfully completed a project to produce oxygen from the Martian atmosphere. MOXIE produced 12 grams of oxygen an hour at 98% purity or better, which is twice as much as NASA's goals for the instrument. MOXIE works by separating the oxygen molecules and emits carbon monoxide as a waste product. Bigger and better versions of something such as MOXIE in the future could supply life support systems with breathable air and convert and store oxygen needed for rocket fuel used to launch on a return trip to Earth. Worldwide special interest groups, Internet, the HAMS domain. Good use can be made of the interweb when you visit the hamimports.com site because on there you can browse and compare many a Chinese radio import. Ham Imports is a comprehensive database of Chinese radio manufacturers and the website makes comparison between radios very easy. Each entry features a pricing guide, be it in US dollars, photos, specifications, a lengthy description and video reviews. Well worth a visit just for the info available. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Military Experimental Low-Pass Filter Makes Debut in London A different kind of RF filter has just been introduced by a defence company in Sweden to assist in military communications. It is being called the Ultra Lightweight Camouflage Screen Frequency Selected Surface and it introduces a new capability for soldiers' communications in the field. It is a filter that permits certain radio frequencies to pass through the mesh of a camouflage net, protecting military vehicles. The surface, which is not yet in service, was introduced by the Swedish defence company Saab earlier this month.
Saab says that until now, Camouflage Net's ability to reduce enemy sensors' detection of equipment has also prevented GPS signals and other communications passing through, jeopardising soldiers who then must move out of camouflage cover to perform certain tasks. At times, that has even meant sticking antennas through the mesh in order to transmit or receive signals. The surface was on display for visitors at the DSEI Defence Exhibition held in London earlier this month. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur young timers, Yota, youngsters on the air, and joining us, VK2 APC, Alec. Thank you, Bruce. CODA, which stands for Kids on the Air, officially opened September 15th. This event is organized by Czech Radio Club CRK slash CCR in collaboration with the IARU Region 1 Youth Working Group and marks a new addition to the well-known Yoda program. It's aimed at different age groups and is considered a sub-regional camp. Approximately 30 kids between the ages of 10 and 15 gathered at Tranov Castle in Czechia. The schedule included their first workshops on what is amateur radio and how to have a QSO. These enthusiastic kids are already on the air and have been worked using the call sign OL1KOTA. They are operating on the HF bands and the QO-100 geostationary satellite. That's the satellite Felix VK4FUQ mentioned in his operational news. Additionally, During the camp, participants have had the opportunity to take part in various interactive sessions, workshops, and hands-on demonstrations. The program is designed to provide valuable insights into the world of amateur radio, encouraging a sense of exploration and learning. And last week, I told you about the Yoda contest and said it was on October 30th, December 2023. My apologies and correction, as the Yoda contest is on the 30th of December 2023. For VK1 WIA National News, I am Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Bruce. Thanks, Alec. Worldwide special interest groups, Rescue Radio. Canada is set. This year's Canadian simulated emergency test will coincide with a celestial phenomenon, a solar eclipse. The set is a Canada-wide exercise in emergency communications, which is administered by Radio Amateurs of Canada's Community Services Officer and Section Managers. This year's event is known as Operation Dark Skies. It will be held in two parts, Part 1, October 14th, and Part 2, October 16th. I'm Bruce, VK3 F from Sunny Bendigo. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. Here in Campbelltown, it can be heard on a host of frequencies, including 160 metres, 1.845 AM, 80 metres, 3.595 lower sideband, 40 meters, 7.146 AM, 20 meters, 14.170 upper sideband, 10 meters, 28.320. I am Pete, VK2LP. 
for the WIA National News Service. You guessed it. We've come to the social scene for 2023. And don't forget, clubs are welcome to submit text with audio for this section, but keep it to, oh, under 60 seconds, maybe 60 to 90. We'll chop it out if need be. Alrighty, South East Queensland, the huge one, happens this coming Tuesday, September 26 in Logan Village. It's that special day. It's Lady M's birthday. And of course, over to the West, Perth Tech happens October 28. Perth in springtime. Better still, Perth Hills in springtime. It's wildflower time. I'm Bob VK6PRP and I'm inviting you to come to Perth Tech, one of Australia's premier amateur radio events, which is in October and in Gidjiganup in the Perth Hills at the Gidjiganup Recreation Club. Perth Tech is a full-day amateur radio seminar on Saturday the 28th of October with a solid lineup of presenters, luscious country catering and good social activities including a sundowner on Saturday evening and the bar will be open to buy drinks. We have caravan and camper sites available so you can come along on Friday afternoon and leave on Sunday by lunchtime. Friday and Sunday are optional. Saturday is the main event. The opening presentation is by Phil Harmon, VK6PH who has been working on software-defined radios, SDRs, for over 18 years. Phil co-founded the High Performance SDR Group in 2006 to develop and manufacture SDR hardware and software. Phil's other contributions include an SDR transmitter, Penelope, and the first fully digital transceiver, Hermes. Phil currently acts as a consultant to Internet of Things companies. Visit the VK6.net website for more information about Perth Tech and for the link to our registration site. Perth Tech is free to attend, however, we do charge a $25 fee per person, which is a pass-on cost to the caterers, and other add-on costs for the sundowner and camping will apply. Full details are on our website, VK6.net. I look forward to meeting you at Perth Tech, and we'll be extra hospitable to anyone from outside of the state. Thanks, Robert. Now we're at the end of the WIA National News for yet another week. Join us next week right here at your favourite spot on the dial. Until then, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.